So today is our first day of our podcast, Better Building with Buck. This is Rhiannon. She is uh, going to do our plans moving forward, and uh, we are going to start being a design-build company. Um, today we're going to discuss what design-build is, and uh, we're looking forward to sharing that with you guys. Okay, so by definition, design-build is a project delivery method in which the design and construction of a project are more of an integrated process. Um, where it's managed by a single entity. Um, so this just streamlines everything, making things more um, cost-effective, economical, communication becomes much better, um, and everything is just so much more streamlined in the process. Yeah, so the things that we're going to cover today is we're going to cover how uh, Design Build can help to reduce costs. Um, it can also shorten the length in which a project takes. So when you think about the length of a project, it's not actually always just the building part of it. So there is all the pre-planning that comes up front. So that has to be taken in consideration when you're thinking about building a house. So often what happens is somebody can go out, they'll look for a lot, and then they'll go and try and find somebody to build their house. And there's lots of different ways that people will approach that. Um, some people will go and they'll find a, a plan or maybe they already have uh, an idea of what a house looks like to them. And then they'll say, hey, can you go build me this house? Well, that doesn't give you enough instructions to build a house. It's a much more technical and detailed process than that, um, which, which is why we are doing this vlog podcast so we can sort of educate people who don't have um, a lot of understanding of what the process is behind building a house. Um, it's really important that you have a good team behind you to back you because it's, it's a huge, massive and pivotal project for most people's lives, um, especially when dealing with custom homes. Yeah, so there's, there's a lot to building a house and uh, we wanna make sure that we're there for you guys, uh, walking you through every step and being there to make sure that you, you feel like you're well taken care of. Um, and it's important that people understand that every project is a prototype. Um, so going through that and uh, understanding going into it that it, it's not a factory line. So going and picking out your car from the dealership, it's not the same thing. Everybody has specific ways in which they live their life and we're gonna do our best to make sure that we take all those considerations into consideration when we're building your house. And uh, we're gonna go through those uh, right now. So we're kind of going to break it down into four different sections for you. Um, so the first section that we're going to cover is why going with a design build company will um, aid in reducing costs for your build. So do you want to talk about when you're thinking about it from a design perspective and then maybe I'll talk about it from a building perspective and kind of how those two mesh together? Absolutely. Um, so I think um, what I'm going to kind of cover in this reduced cost, um, I guess, information section uh, is also going to apply to every other aspect that we'll discuss with design and build. Um, so in my experience as an architectural CAD technician and a designer, um, the reduction of costs with when going with the design and build company um, would probably happen, um, well, would definitely happen right from the beginning. You're cutting out a lot of middleman if you're going with the design and build company. It's really easy to lose time, and um, as we've all heard before, time is money. Um, but it's really easy to lose time when you've got, you know, four or five different people, whether that be, um, you know, an engineer from one firm, a designer from another firm, a builder um, from one section of town, plus you throw in your inspector that you're dealing with in the planner. 
Um, things can just get really complicated and, you know, emails start getting passed around for tiny little revisions and such. And before you know it, you know, you wanted two doors changed, but it needed to be, uh, sorry, a door and a window, we'll say, but it needed to be kicked back to the engineer because they needed to make sure that the shear walls could handle, you know, the window expansion. So we've got to wait one to two weeks for that response. And then the designer is going to need to go in and make those changes. Um, and if you are dealing with a designer with just a CAD firm, it's important to know that they have probably 30 to 40 projects on their plate as well. Um, so there's, there's a lack of intimacy when it comes to your plans. Sorry, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. So, well, that's fine. You're just sharing what's, what's, what comes to mind. So yeah, just, I think, I think also when we were talking about the people working together and when a plan designer and a uh, builder are working together mm -hmm. hand in hand, you're going to have the ability to make sure that you're passing the the ideas back and forth and the designer kind of knows what you like to see in your plans instead of this okay so it goes to the homeowner the homeowner looks it over then the builder's got to look it over then it goes to the designer they start moving things around and then the designer maybe wasn't on the same page as what the conversation was with the builder and the owner well, when you have a design build and everybody's sitting at the same table, mm -hmm. then, you know, lots of those pieces of the puzzle aren't missed. So if you think of it this way is just, you know, sort of the, the team system of it um, just means that there's a lot more lines of defense as well when sort of seeking out any technical errors or anything like that. Um, it's a lot easier to do that when you have an intimate relationship between the builder and the designer and the client as opposed to contracting other people out who you, you don't work with on a daily basis, um, if that makes sense. Yeah. Just and to sort of add to Yeah, that. no, yeah. that's fair. Um, and uh, are you comfortable with the reducing cost? Maybe we'll move on to yeah, shorter pro approach timelines? Yes, yes. Cool. So when we start talking about shorter project timelines, um, I'm going to give an example of how that, that situation can play out. So... You, the homeowner, you go out, you find a piece of land. You go, okay, let's build a house. You then go, how are we going to build this house? Uh, you start looking for usually builders and going out and interviewing multiple builders is a great idea. I, it's uh, a good way to understand who you're working with. Often these processes can take um, at the very shortest, six months, could be two years, maybe more. It really depends. So you have to be un under the impression that this is going to be uh, a long-term relationship. You could think about it as you're you're going to date this person and you're not sure who this person is going to be. So you just have to work your way through these people and make sure that you can trust that person because they're going to be responsible for your budget and, and your budget is your money. That's important. Uh, protecting the budget is, is, is very key. Um, and making sure that that person's going to uh, be there to spend it in the best way possible for you. You don't do this all the time. So if that person that is on your team is working with you and understands your wants and needs, that's really important. So the, the example that I'm going to give is a vacant land, a buyer, which is the homeowner, and the realtor. So I think that it's important to understand that all those people have different goals. So in this situation, which is fairly common, is what happens is the homeowner is going out, 
they are going to look for a piece of land because it's close to something or is desirable for whatever reason it's in the neighborhood they they go and look at this piece of land and they have the realtor the realtor's stoked he's ready to show you this piece of land tells you all the great things oh my god look at this view look at this mountain look at this this beautiful tree look at how you could get this road in here and oh my god and hypes it all up well you haven't talked to the builder that's going to have to place that house that you have in your mind on that property and so that is where it starts to not go in the right direction because you're there's going to be how the house is going to lay on the land you might already actually have in your mind what this house is going to look like and there's just no way that that house is going to fit on that piece of land mm -hmm. so you go through you your your next step is you're going to try and go and find somebody to design your house plan um and so you draw you get that person to draw up the house plans and then three quarters of the way through you start going oh okay well now i think i need a builder okay well let's go and find a builder our house plans are almost done and they say to you well you've got some of the information but do you understand how much it's going to be to put that foundation in there and that house yeah it works for the property but there could have been a much cheaper way to build this house mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I think that it's important to get your builder there as soon as possible. Start building out your team as soon as possible. So if you're thinking about building a house, the first place to start is with interviewing your team. Now, whether you feel like it, you want to go with a design build team or you want to go out and you want to go find who's going to build the house, who's going to be your designer. Maybe even you start to think about uh, if there's going to be an excavation company involved, how are you actually going to start moving that material around on your lot so that you can build this house? That's going to be one of your biggest hurdles when you first start. So yeah, so that's kind of the first scenario. And then I'll talk a little bit about the second example is vacant land, a buyer, a realtor, and a design team. So in this scenario, you have, you've gone out, you've you've went and you've met with a bunch of uh, builders and then you've talked through each one of their processes and you realize a design build team is what I want because I have a whole team behind me that's gonna get me from start to finish and then get the keys for my house and then moving forward, you're gonna have warranty and then them helping you um, with understanding the maintenance on your home and how all the systems work in your house. So that's kind of the start to finish with the design build team. Something to understand is that the design build team is going to be understanding what's important to you too. So they're going to understand, maybe they're going to start asking you questions about how you function your house, how many people are going to be in your home, what's your long-term goals, right? And if you don't have a, a plan moving into building your home, then it's really hard to navigate. Uh, what's important. Yeah, so I, I think that those are kind of the two examples. Uh, I'm just trying to think if there's anything more that I could share about that. Yeah, I guess when, when, when you have a design build team, it's really important to understand that they are going to be understanding what's been important to you from the very beginning to the end of the project. So if everybody knows that the budget's important, but understanding what is the space in your home that is actually the most important room in the house? Okay, let's define that room. 
let's try and build that as the best room in the house. Or I let, I really want to make sure that this room, this room, and this room are my favorite rooms in the house because this person spends this much time in this room, this person spends that much time in this room. So now you have a North Star. Going into a project with a North Star is setting you up for success. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the big difference is when you have all the team together and when I speak about this team there's going to be the designer there's going to be the builder there's going to be all of the specialty trades that are going to come in and help you build out that process and and when everybody's working together then you have a chance for success when you've gone out and you have all these little people that aren't aligned on what the main goal is it's it's really hard to have success with that so you I think that it would make sense for most that when you have a congruent group of people working together that you are going to be going in the right direction. And just to sort of add on to that, I think that um, when you go with the design and build team too, you have the integration of the designer's technical knowledge as well as the builder's um, practical knowledge and technical knowledge. So for instance, we're working on a project together right now and um, we started designing the house and and when we were going through designing the house, uh, we noticed that we were going to have to pick up a large beam that was going to run through a majority of the house. And so I brought it up with the homeowners about how we were going to heat the front portion of their house and, and how that was going to start to impact with ducting and do we need ducting? Um, this is in the basement, by the way. And if we are going to go with ducting in the basement, are we okay with bringing down the ceiling to accommodate the, those ducts? Mm-hmm. And, and then if we are going to go that route, how do we address the ceiling down there? Is it going to end up being something that we build in as a feature of the home? Or is it going to be something that you're going to see it and it's going to be a bulkhead? Often what happens in most house plans is that you're going to have the house. This is when you don't have a design build team and you just have um, somebody designs your plans and then you have a, uh, a builder is that the plans are done. You're all excited to build your house and you give it to the builder the builder says yeah i can build you this house but little do you know that when you go into your basement you have a a bulkhead that you never intended to be there because firstly the conversation wasn't had or the person that was doing the duct work had never been brought into the design phase to understand how he was going to get his duct work from point a to point b so that's just one example. I, I feel like that's a good example because everybody's been in a house where they wonder why this thing is sticking down in the ceiling. I wonder what's in there. And often it's duct work that just didn't get planned out. Yeah, yeah like I, I think that that's a really big, important part. Um, something else that we're going to go over is reducing risk. So when you are doing a design build project, the way that you can reduce the risk is by making sure that you have all these goals set up about what's important on the project. So if if right from the beginning, you know that the owner is really excited about a particular type of material, well, if that material is going to be two years out to order and you're hoping to build your house in a year, then if you started your planning right from the beginning, knowing that you had to have that material in your house, then you could order it. You could have it there in time so that it it didn't put a delay on your project. Another thing to do with reducing risk is, for instance, when everybody is working together 
and you have insight from the electrician, the HVAC contractor, the plumber, and those people are brought to the table to understand yet again how they're going to get this item from point A to point B in the design. That's when you can reduce risk, which saves you money and also make sure that the project looks cleaner um, as far as, you know, little bump outs and weird things that don't make sense. And that's a, that's a big thing to do with risk. Yeah. So also, I guess what I will add into is um, with going with the design and build team, you're also reducing the risk of sort of that pesky old thing that you've heard before. Too many cooks in the kitchen. There's going to be higher risk for errors if you've got a bunch more people going into these projects together without having a good relationship or any relationship at all. Um, yeah, that's all I, I had to add to risk reduction. But uh, too many cooks in the kitchen, it becomes it can become overwhelming um, and messy and errors happen that way. So it's best to uh, avoid that. Yeah, no, fair enough. Something else that we like to try and do is um, after we go through the planning phase and we've got the bidding done, in our minds when we're building out this project, we're starting to build a risk management plan for your project. And when we get to moving a contract from a pre-construction contract into a construction contract, um, we're going to be delivering you a risk management plan, which is going to be sharing with you all the risks that are that we see being involved. Now, that doesn't say that we're going to catch every single risk, but when that person's being involved with your project from the beginning, understanding why we built that house like that, not just picking a plan and putting it onto that house. We've started to think about um, what's important to you. When When I say that, I'm thinking about, okay, now when you get up in the morning do you like sun in your room or do you not like sun in your room Mm -hmm. Um, and those are the things that you can design into your home if you have that opportunity now if you pick a plan that's already pre-built that doesn't fit the land well there's going to be some weird things that just aren't going to quite fit so having that that thought process go into your project right from the beginning is really setting you up for success at Buck Robertson Contracting, it's really important that communication is uh, part of the, the project. And that's why our slogan is, at Buck Robertson Contracting, we do contracting with communication. Um, the reason why we feel that's important is when everybody understands what's going on in the project, you're going to make sure that the project is going to go in the right way. So, do you have anything more to add, Rhiannon? Um No, I guess uh, just in my own personal experience with, I guess, uh, how long has it been now? 10 or 11 years in design, including my degree. Um, I also, I think this could be a blanket term for these four points that we just went over. I just okay. wanted to talk about how how you see things that I don't see. Because, oh, okay. Because I don't build things, yeah. right? So. Um, no, no, we can right. definitely okay. go for it. Yeah. Um, so just touching on shorter project timelines. It's important to know too that um, typically a designer that you're working with doesn't have a lot of practical experience with building. You know, they've, I'm sure some have built some things, but a lot of them have not. They are are behind a desk doing a lot of the technical work, researching the bylaws and the local zoning. I'm sure some designers will tell you that they've built things before in their life. I'm sure some of them have, but I think a big majority of designers don't have a lot of practical experience. Um, So there's things that are going to go on the plans. So as Jordan mentioned earlier, a bulkhead for a huge mama jama bean that we had to specify. Um, That isn't something that necessarily comes to these people's minds who are working in 2D. Whereas Jordan has has built these things before with his practical experience. So 
um, it's a nice line of defense. And in my own personal experience as a designer, um, what will happen is clients won't, they won't have a builder and basically their starting process is the design process. So of course they're asking us all of these practical questions that we don't exactly have the answer to. Um, a lot of designers don't have practical experience building houses. We work in the back with the computers, with the zoning, the bylaw and the building code, um, which is huge part of the process. Uh, anyways, um, so working with the design and build team um, is sort of, the builder is acting like a last line of defense towards their designer as well. So uh, f as an example, we just did a custom house and I ended up having to specify like a huge beam in the basement and that created a problem in the design because now we're going to have this big yucky bulkhead that Jordan was talking about. Um, so he came to me with that problem um, and it wasn't necessarily something, I mean, I'll just admit it wasn't necessarily something that I thought about when I was working in 2D. So that's just a really good example of having, you know, your designer as well as your builder in an integrated team and in an environment because you're going to have two wicked sets of knowledge. You're going to have a technical set and a practical set. Um, and combined. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, uh, that's It's kind awesome. of a fail safe. You just always have to think, yeah, there's, there's, there's more lines of defenses when it comes to this, this pretty tedious process I've heard. <laughs> yeah. And another good, good point about that too is say I, uh, went by and saw Rihanna work on a project. I could, identify that right away and instead of the the plans getting finished up getting sent over well it it's already gone through one revision maybe two maybe five revisions before you've even seen it because lots of this nitty-gritty stuff isn't that important to the owner it's okay is this house going to look the way that i envisioned it most people aren't going to think about if the bulkhead is important to them or not. But yeah. from the builder's point of view, if he can design a house that doesn't have a bulkhead in it, he's done a lot better job. Now, can you always avoid it? No. But what you can do is you can try and plan and think about, okay, how is that going to get? And I know I already said it, but from point A to point B, because that's almost all construction is whether the material shows up, where it's going to go, how it's going to go up, and every single piece of material that gets to the site has a point A to point B and sometimes C, D, E, F before it gets to its final destination. So yeah, no, I was really happy that we were able to do this first podcast episode. Um, I hope you guys like it and uh, we're going to do more. We're going to try and be doing this around uh, a particular topic. Um, and into the future, I have plans to interview realtors, other builders, people that are on our uh, specialty trades list, as well as apprentices. Because you know what, I think that the apprentices don't get the respect that they deserve because they are the ones that are more often than not actually in the mud, up to their knees, having to make sure that it gets done. So mm -hmm. if they weren't building the world, we wouldn't be living in houses. So anyways, I hope you guys are having a great day and uh, I look forward to seeing you on the next one. It was nice meeting you all. Thank Bye. you.